This is Horsepower Happenings. Every once in a while, you get to the racetrack, and that pesky little bug crawls up and bites you, and you go, man, I ought to dust off my driver's seat. No, I'll I'll never go back. uh, I'll never go back to full-time racing. I'm too old. I mean, there's there's some guys older than me still doing it. God bless them. Distinguished news, industry insight, and exclusive interviews. We wrapped it up at the end of last year. I will tell you this. We are going to run. You're the first person that's actually been told this officially. With Zach Heiser. Here comes Jared Horstman to the inside. He's got Max Stambaugh picked off. He's around Chase Ryan now. Jared Horstman up to third down the back straightaway. And Rich France. The number 11 Hilliker machine does have a flat right front tire, uh, some body damage. He may be able to come down into the hot pit and uh, replace his tire and get back out. Michigan Short Track Racing Authority. This is Travis Stemler. Joe Westbrook, driver of the Hills Racing 47 This is Barry Marlowe. This is 14-time ARCA champion Ron Allen. This is three-time dirt car UMP national champion Rusty Schlink. And this is Horsepower Happenings. Good evening, race fans. Welcome into Horsepower Happenings. And for those of you, because we won't talk before, happy Holy Week, happy Easter. Um, but we do have a lot of racing to unpack, action from over the weekend. A couple of great interviews lined up for you tonight as well. But first, let's take a look at what's happening in a Motor City Minute. You remember William Byron? Of course you remember him. He didn't go anywhere except for the Cup Series. And I know where you're thinking. Yeah, we know. But did you know what happened before Sunday? He went to Victory Lane with the NASCAR Camping World Truck Series. Uh, Byron beat out Johnny Sonder, Kyle Busch, John Hunter Nemechek, and Ben Rhodes to pick up a Cup Series win. How long has it been? Last full season for Byron in the Truck Series, 2016, before he moved on to the Xfinity Series. So it was a minute before Byron had uh, been in the Truck Series. How about Brandon Jones? Did you know who won the Xfinity Series race? Of course you didn't, because you were all talking about whether you leave your helmet on in a punch or not. Uh, We're going to talk about that, but Brandon Jones, on older tires, stole the Xfinity Series win from uh, the, uh, the, the, the big guns, if you will, at Martinsville Speedway. Jones dove to the inside of Joe Gibbs Racing teammate Ty Gibbs and got the win. Jones cleared Gibbs on the second circuit, lap 261, and got the finish uh, just over a half a second ahead of Landon Castle, of course, Sam Mayer, that whole thing. We're going to talk about that coming up. And then on Sunday, apparently a little bit of a snooze fest, but William Byron goes back to victory lane uh, in the NASCAR Cup Series. He does become the first repeat winner of the 2022 season, so that's... uh, I mean, take it for what it's worth. And then, open wheel racing quickly here as we wrap up the Motor City Minute. How about Charles, I'm going to say his name wrong, Scott Menlin and Kobe Leclerc. Is that right? Leclerc? I have no idea. Is that better? He dominated the Australian Grand Prix after Max Verstappen retired with another apparent power unit problem. That one at 1 a.m. What's up to our buddy, The Mouth? who was watching it live at 1 a.m. on Sunday morning. Uh, Jason Seltzer, you're a wild man. And that's what's happening in Motor City Minute here on Horsepower Happenings. Thanks so much for tuning in. I'm Zach Heiser. Rich France joins me from across the way. Good evening, sir. How are you, Zach? How was your weekend? Fantastic. Uh, It was a great, great pleasure to get back to work with Champion Racing Association on Sunday down at Anderson Speedway. And I've said it once. I'll say it again, and I guarantee it's going to come up again later in the show. The, the numbers were small, but the racing was mighty at Anderson Speedway. What a show they put on. That's awesome. But I, I'm just glad we got some shows in that are within a few hours of, of home that yeah. didn't get uh, weathered out or cold, or 
temperatured out. Yeah. That's the that's what <laughs> we've been dealing with so far. But uh, I went, I went, I was at Toledo Speedway on Saturday. We didn't have anything yeah. on track going on. Um, but I was down there. They had a, a racers reunion that they hadn't had in two years uh, because of the obvious. So it was packed. Uh, a lot of old time drivers uh, came down there. Brad Smith, ARCA driver Brad Smith, came there and spoke to the crowd. How about that? And then. Yeah, it was it was a pretty it was pretty cool, and I got to talk to Brad for a little bit. And um, by the way, congratulations! Speaking oh, of, thank you, yeah, thank you, a proud new member of the Michigan Auto Racing Fan Club board. Yeah, so so yes, yeah, so, yeah, so I'm, I'm I'm a board member. Um, they officially had to nominate you and second it. So my nomination was put in by the former president Bill Barnhart, and was seconded by. Uh, my partner at Flat Rock in Toledo, Gary Lindahl. Did they let so, you hang out in limbo for a little bit, like uh, Wild Bill? I nominate Rich France as a member, and then the room goes quiet for a couple of seconds. <laughs> no, um, John Jackson, who we'll talk to in a little bit, he couldn't even get out. Do I here? I have a second, and Lindahl was already saying I second that. <laughs> so that's my guy. <laughs> He's got to look out for you, right? <laughs> yeah, he was looking out for me. But uh, I'm looking forward to working with the fan club. Uh, helping them grow the membership, and um, you know it's no secret, Zach. We have an avenue to do that between us. So absolutely, uh, we, we can help uh, help any way we can. We'll do that. All right. Uh, shall we talk about the the most popular moment in auto racing over the weekend? Oh, I think we have to, don't we? <laughs> I mean, come on. It was all I saw on Twitter all weekend long. Is you don't leave your helmet on when you throw a punch. That well, was the that I, was I the the more, entire caption. I, I think it has more to do than that, Zach. And I think we may be on the same side of the coin for once. Yeah, I know. I that think. never happens. <laughs> yeah, that, that never happens. Uh, but I think we might be on the same same side of the coin. Now, Ty Gibbs, throughout his young career, has never been afraid to move people around. That's right. In, in the Arkham Menard series, he was never, never afraid to move somebody around. And he has a history with Sam Mayer anyway. Okay. That's right. Uh as as, to, as as we recall from Level Pebble Racing Picks uh, this week, even at Toledo Speedway, they have some history. <laughs> and I was there and was there for that event when they had added to their history. Um, but when you're coming down to the last lap, the Dash for Cash is paying $100,000. Does Ty Gibbs not think for a moment that if Sam Mayer has the chance, he is getting moved? I know. I, at I, Martinsville. I, I, I know. At Martinsville, not Daytona. Martinsville. But I, I guess it's all in how you get moved, right? Is that not what we talk about sometimes? I mean, well, yeah, I mean, he moved me, but he didn't have to wreck me. I, uh, you know, Bristol, right? 97. Uh, I meant to rattle his cage. I didn't mean to spin him. I, I don't know. I mean, yeah, I guess you expect some contact, but. It, it, I, I, my opinion is you can't. You can't do have it your way, and then when somebody else does it to you, you have a problem. You need to put on your big boy pants and suck it up and say, I had that coming. And this is you know? like the third week in a row that Ty Gibbs has been involved in an on-track altercation of some kind. He moved his own teammate for a win last week. This kid represents the statement, I'd wreck my mother for a win. Uh, I think he really would, and then he'd praise God for it in victory lane. Um, but, you know... That's auto racing. So I, 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 I don't know. I didn't see the incident. Uh, I just have read about it and heard about it. I, these kids are racing hard in the Xfinity series. They're 
they're trying to earn a name for themselves. I don't know. All the cliche excuses you can come up with. I think I think the, the tone has been set in the Xfinity series. If you're racing Ty Gibbs, you're using the bumper. I I think that Ty Gibbs has to be very careful that he early in his career, he becomes as disliked as Kyle Bush is. Really. Uh, he doesn't want to do that. That's a bad look for him. And yeah, I mean, he's the only one down there throwing punches with his helmet on. That is a whole nother story. That's right. If you want, if if you think you're bad enough to do that, you say, wait a minute and take your helmet off. Now, too. it's different if somebody comes up to you and with their helmet on and starts jaw jacking, then it's go time. If you both got your helmets on and whatever. But when you, that's the part where I had a problem with it is he walked over to the other car and, you know. Sam took his helmet off standing outside. When he walked up to Sam, Sam had his helmet on. They were talking. Sam took his helmet and had neck restraint off. And then the shove. And then then the shove. And then he walked away. (laughs) Yeah. Well, no. Sam wasn't done. That's right. You don't just get to say your side and then leave. (laughs) And then he didn't like the rest of it. Didn't take his helmet off and decided to throw punches. So. That's where I have a problem with it. I think he is way too big for his britches this early in his career. I think that he's racing with competitors who are going to probably potentially put him in his place over the next couple of weeks. He's probably earned something. Let's just say that. (laughs) He's probably earned something. Don't be surprised if you hear Ty Gibbs into the wall. Well, and I was going to say it's time for the uh, Horsepower Happenings listener poll of the week. Will Ty Gibbs finish next week's Xfinity yeah. Series race? <laughs> Let us know what you think. Oh, man. Hey, uh, speaking of short track racing and a lot on the line, Rich, uh, I think a lot of eyes were on the Southern Super Series this weekend. Yeah, the so- they were back in action this weekend, Zach, uh, in the Pepper Jack Kennels Twin 100s down at Five Flag Speedway. The long-anticipated Snowball Derby rematch delivered, but neither Chandler Smith nor Derek Thorne were around to see the end of the race. In, instead, uh, it was a reunion between Stephen Nassi and Jet Motorsports. How about that, Zach, who emerged through the chaos to win an eventful, eventful Rubber and Specialties 100 on Friday night. Uh, most important to Nassi is that the victory came against a 32-car field that wasn't too dissimilar to the ones that take the green flag during the first week of December every year. Smith led the first 35 laps and was under serious pressure from Thorne for several laps when contact from behind sent the reigning Snowball Derby winner sideways in front of the entire field with nowhere to go. Cole Butcher, Jake Finch, Jake Garcia, Jet Nolan, Boris Yerkovic all piled into the incident. And for his part, Derek Thorne would get sent to the tail. Uh, Thorne wasn't done yet, however. This time, uh, he was involved in another incident while he was working his way back through the field, this time with Michael Atwell and John Bowen. Race control would then make the determination to park Thorne for the rest of the event on Friday for aggressive driving. Uh, Bubba Pollard, Bowen, Jackson Boone, and Daniel Dye would complete the top five. And then it was on to Saturday for part two of the weekend doubleheader. And it was Thorne earning a measure of vindication, they would say, Zach, after the events from Friday, by charging from his 18th starting position to claim the Zoom Equipment 100 and finally getting the monkey off his back at the Pensacola Half Mile. Hunter Robbins, Matt Craig, Pollard, and Bolin would round out the top five uh, with the best average finish over the two events this weekend. Pollard claimed a long-deserved opportunity to race under a national uh, television spotlight, Zach. 
Pollard claimed the superstar racing experience local legend ride for the SRX season opening event at Five Flags Speedway on June 18th. So, Zach, Nassi, back with Jet Race, Jet, Jet Motorsports. We'll see how long, if that's permanent or just <laughs> here and there. Derek Thorne finally gets a super late model win at Five Flags Speedway. How many did we see him almost win? I know. Um, and Pollard gets an SRX ride, and he may just get another one. We'll have to see how the voting goes at Nashville Fairgrounds because he's also up for that one. Some interesting storylines out of Pensacola this weekend, Zach. Yeah, and, and I wanted to get your opinion, too, on the Derek Thorne-Chandler-Smith thing. Uh, did you get a chance to kind of watch that all unfold, and do you have an opinion about Thorne getting parked by the Southern Super Series? Uh, yes, yes, and yes, <laughs> all of the above. Um, it, it, it would be a very surprise. It would be a surprise if nobody thought that that didn't have anything to do with a long memory from December. All right. All right. Is, I had, what, is what I'm saying. I, I, I got to be honest with you. With everything going on this weekend, I had not taken time to connect those dots. But once you say that, yeah, the 43 needs some time to cool off. <laughs> it's, it's, it's only April, Zach. December wasn't that long Woo, ago. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Hey, you know what? We had some super late model racing up north this weekend. Veter veteran Indianapolis racer Eddie Van Meter got back in victory lane with the ARCA CRA Super Series powered by Jags during the Mitch Smith Auto Service 125 presented by Perfecto Tool at Anderson Speedway. The win, Van Meter's third all-time with the series, but his first in over seven years or almost seven years going back to 2015. The win also came as Anderson Speedway uh, opened up its 2022 season. Scotty Thomasick grabbed the lead from his pole starting position after uh, Francis Engineering qualifier, fast qualifier, Hunter Jack, took the quick time, drew a six for the series event. So Thomasick leads the first 17 laps before Dalton Armstrong takes the lead after a restart on lap 18. Armstrong, dominant, very reminiscent of the Redbud 400 last year. Just out front, setting his own pace, doing what he needed to do. And then the car started to get ill handling. Hunter Jack reels him back in, is within striking distance inside to 20 laps to go. Gets to his inside, coming off turn four, and the pair meet. I'm not going to say, I'm not going to say that somebody went up or somebody went down. Just, it was a bidding war on real estate and nobody won. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and again, reminiscent of the Redbud 400. To the tail goes Armstrong, to the tail goes Hunter Jack, and emerges a new race leader. This time, though, it was Eddie Van Meter, and he was in a massive battle with Cody Coughlin for third for the better part of this race. Now, all of a sudden, that battle is for the win. 13 laps remain, and Van Meter got loose several times off the bumper of the Jegs Performance number 1 machine, but Coughlin let him gather it up, and Van Meter went on to pick up the win and uh, picked up some contingency prizes along with it. It was a great race, Rich. I was down there. It was really, you know what, say what you want, small car count. But, and people told me, don't fret about the car count because the race is still going to be good. And they were right. That was a great show down in Anderson Speedway. What a way to open the season. I don't want you to have to say too much, but did you think that uh, how that, that was it was going to end up the way it did? Because normally we don't see that much patience out of Cody Coughlin. Um, well, let me start with the, with the original incident before that became the race for the win, because I know people are going to be curious. I didn't see it live. Honest to God. I was looking away when Hunter Jack and Dalton Armstrong made contact and I looked up and saw Armstrong was spinning. I don't know what happened there. Didn't see it live. Cody Coughlin hats off hats off. He had Eddie Van Meter dead to rights with about four laps to go coming off turn two. Eddie was 
out of control, and Coughlin let him gather it up, and they raced into turn three, and Eddie got a better exit out of four, and that was the race. So, uh, I, I mean, really caps off to Cody Coughlin on the way he drove Eddie Van Meter. Anderson's a pretty racy track. That's a couple races in a row now that um, you've been able to see that were just fabulous, right? Oh, man, I, I'm telling you what. And the one thing we didn't really even talk about is at the start of the race, every car was nose to tail on the inside of the racetrack. And then all of a sudden, Hunter Jack, whether he did it on purpose or if he got squirted to the outside, passed two or three cars on the second groove early in the race. And I'm look, I'm going, what is going on? Eddie Van Meter started to go with him, and the caution flag came out. I think we'd have had a couple of lanes of racing if that race would have stayed green. That's awesome. So Good show. I, I, I think it's great. Like I said, I think it's great that we finally got some racing close to home and Champion Racing Association's underway. We know how busy their schedule is for yep. 2022. So, And I will be at Birch Run the end of the month for the for round one of the Triple Crown up at Birch Run for the Jake Sierra All-Stars Tour. That's so right. looking forward to that one as well. It's going to be a good show. Hey, did yep. you know they raced on the dirt this weekend? Yeah, Zach. Not around here, though. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, Zach, it was a clean sweep this uh, on Saturday night uh, for Tyler Erb at Hagerstown Speedway. Uh, as the 25-year-old Texas native set All-Star performance overall fast time, won his heat race, and led all 50 laps to win the Lucas Oil Dirt Lay Model Series feature event at the Maryland Bullring and take home just about 16K for his efforts. Defending race winner Tim McCready finished second, followed by Greg Satterley, Kyle Hardy, and Devin Moran. Uh, with the win, Herb is now the 13th different winner in 14 Lucas Oil races held at Hagerstown. Uh, in addition, Herb found Lucas Oil uh, victory lane for the 17th time in his career and becomes the seventh different winner already this season, Zach. Uh, and then it was on a Sunday at Port Royal Speedway, and it was Greg Satterley, Zach. Greg I know, Satterley. I know that name. Uh, yes, picking up the win. Inherited the lead on lap 25 after Kyle Larson and Earl Pearson Jr. had problems. Uh, cruised to the win in the River Valley 40. Brandon Shepard would come home second with McCready, Jimmy Owens, and Herb completing the top five. Next up for the Lucas Oil Dirt Late Model Series, Zach, a couple of Illinois events back closer to home. April 29th and 30th at Tri-City Speedway and Macon Speedway. How about Satterley? How about Greg yes. Satterley? We haven't heard a lot that, out of him in a couple of years. His third career Lucas Oil Dirt Model Series win. I would have got, thought that that was maybe his first or second, but third win for Greg Satterley. Great job by him. Good for him. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, I do want to let you know uh, that coming up this weekend, as scheduled for like the third time, Player hater, Wild West shootout at Winston Speedway. Uh, Rich, we'll talk about it a little bit more coming up in our upcoming calendar, but will the third time be the charm this race? Come on with it now. Super late models, dirt super late models. It's the season opener for them. It's scheduled to be anyhow $2,000 to win, uh, 1000 or 1500 to win for IMC Modifieds. It is a uh, all-star fast qualifier or, uh, uh, you know, qualifier race for the IMCA Modifieds. So, uh, the, the Fast Shafts Qualifier Race. That's what I was trying to come up with. So this is a big event. They just can't seem to get Mother Nature to get uh, excited about it. Zach, I don't want to jinx anything, but if you have the Weather Channel app or the AccuWeather app, <laughs> you are not feeling really confident at this moment of the week. 
I'm what do we what do we need to that. do, Rich? We, we we all want to go. We we've wanted to go there for three weeks, right? Uh, <laughs> we we we've, we've wanted to get up there and get this get the dirt uh, season going here in Michigan. But um, I'm not going to jinx them. But I I don't know what the odds are. But what do we we'll need, Rich? We need some see. long underwear, some some uh, baseball stocking caps. Uh, we need the Carhartts. What do we got to do? Forty degrees, maybe, uh, <laughs> which is no guarantee up there um, this weekend. So we'll have to see. Yeah, it's a little chilly. <laughs> I was just looking myself. It is a little bit chilly. Uh, we're crossing our fingers, hoping for luck that Winston Speedway can get it in this weekend. Uh, so uh, who knows? We'll see what happens. More on the upcoming calendar at the end of the show. As we mentioned at the top of the show, we, we said congratulations to Rich uh, for for being a part of this club. And now, uh, Rich, it's, it's time for us to... Uh, introduce ourselves to somebody else who's got a little bit more pull than you do with the uh, Michigan Auto Racing Fan Club. Let us know who we're talking to. Yeah, Zach, if you if you remember back uh, back in January when we were at the Michigan Auto Racing Fan Club banquet um, at Zaccaro's, uh, you know, Bill Barnhart announced that he was going to be stepping away and do some other things. Uh, he would still be around, but he was no longer going to be president. Well, we met this gentleman, and uh, he was just officially um, voted in I think he actually took over March 1st, but he was voted in this weekend down at Toledo Speedway. And uh, great to have him on the show. John Jackson, welcome to Horsepower Happenings. Oh, hey, this is great. Hey, uh, it's my pleasure being on. Uh, you guys have got a great podcast. I love it. Now, I got a question. Well, let's start out. Um, tell me what got you involved, and in, we're probably going back a little ways, uh, into the Michigan Auto Racing Fan Club to begin with. Oh, yeah, that's... Uh, you know, I, I, I grew up in Lansing, and uh, my neighbor took me over to the old Castle City Speedway, and I and I kind of fell in love there, getting pelted by dirt all the time down in Pat, Turn 1. <laughs> and then we switched over to, uh, to uh, Spartan Speedway, and I, I think it was Lansing Speedway at that time, but uh, started liking it there, and then... Um, ended up going away to school and came back, and uh, when I got back to school, I uh, was working in... Uh, Oldsmobile and work right next to a guy that, that actually was a driver at, out at Spartan. He invited me out one day, and, and I guess that's when my whole love of the racing started. I knew about the Michigan Auto Racing Fan Club back in those days, but I wasn't a member. Um, but uh, when I came back to Michigan in 95, uh, I, I joined uh, shortly thereafter with the fan club and been there ever after. It's a uh, really, really neat organization. I love it. Obviously, because I wanted to move up on the board. <laughs> yeah, were, were you um, were you surprised when Bill made the decision that that, that he needed to step step aside and you know kind of have some time for himself? No. <laughs> yeah. Well, the answer is yes and no. If you're referring to the banquet, I was not um, surprised. But back a year, a little over a year ago, Bill had expressed some interest in and doing some more things with uh, his family and, and other interests of camping and all that and not being so tied down to the role in the fan club. So uh, after a few talks back and forth with Dave Behem and Bill and myself, I agreed to uh, start preparing myself to be a uh, president. So we spent the whole year of 2021 getting me acclimated and oriented to what to do so that when it came time to for Bill to step away, we weren't just uh, dropping off a bunch of papers with somebody. And, and I'm, I'm honored that they trusted me with that. 
Now, obviously, uh, Bill's tenure with Michigan Auto Racing Fan Club was a long one, and I think that probably a majority of folks listening dealt with the Michigan Auto Racing Fan Club. They dealt with Wild Bill. Um, So, you know, I guess talk a little bit about what he did for the organization. I know that you uh, appreciate all his works and uh, are looking forward to writing your own chapter, but I want you to speak on everything that he was able to accomplish first. Well, can I, if I can, I start with Bill. Bill, Bill's been back since the '80s and involved in that, and probably a little bit before that here and there. But uh, he's been he's been the, the the glue that's held the organization together over the years, and uh, is our link to the past people that Vito Lo Piccolo and all that uh, started the organization. Bill Stones, the other people, but you know, for he's really been the one that uh, that kept things rolling over the years. And, uh, and I appreciate that. We we expect to draw from that in uh, Bill's role. He's agreed to stay on in an advisory capacity. So if, if I start doing something stupid or if I don't know what I'm supposed <laughs> to be doing, then uh, he can jump in and, and help us out, keep on the state tr- straight track to keep the fan club doing what we've been doing all these years. You know, one of the things I think is great, John, is when you talk about your history with auto racing, you talk about that you were a fan uh you know you 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 got drug out to the racetrack and you became a fan of auto racing and that's really what this club is has always been about obviously in the name michigan auto racing fan club um but to promote the experience for the fans and in turn help promote the uh racetracks and what they're doing uh how do you how do you channel the energy as a fan and then also you know you're looking at what these tracks are trying to accomplish and and doing those two things together to improve the experience for both parties. Mm-hmm. Well, I, you know, I kind of skipped over, and I will real quickly say when I, I, my job took me to Minnesota for 11 years, and then it took me out to Connecticut for another 12 years before I came back and switched over to General Motors um, back in 1996. But while I was out there, I got to go to tracks like Hoosett Speedway out in uh, Brandon, South Dakota. Uh, at that time, they had I-94 Speedway out there. Um, and, uh, and all, all the tracks around Minnesota and then, uh, out in Connecticut would go to Stafford Springs, Thompson, and a number of those. So it was, you never really lost track of racing. And I guess that kind of segue into how do I do make it happen? I love racing. The room I'm sitting in right now is uh, my wife says, are you going to put any more pictures on the wall? (laughs) (laughs) If I can find room. (laughs) It's like wallpaper of all the people I've met, you know? And I think it's neat. Got I've got I've got so many people, and I've met Jeff Gordon and Terry Labonte. Even got one from Rick Hendrick, and uh, you can tell when I was with GMAC, uh, we had the Hendrick organization. That's one of the reasons for that. But I have a whole lot of other ones uh, around here, and particularly one of my one of my proudest ones are of uh, the guy that first took me out to Spartan Speedway. And actually, let me do three hot laps in a car. And by the way, that's my racing history: three laps in a hot, three hot laps in a hot car. You know, that's probably all that some of us deserved, but somehow we just got a little more. So good for you. Yeah, but Mert Thompson was the guy that I worked in the paint shop at Oldsmobile with, and he had a brother named Gary. And we ran uh, Jackson, uh, Spartan, Lansing, uh, Wasso. At that time, it was Clark Speedway out, which is out I ninety six. We ran a number and Crystal Speedway. Yeah, we ran a whole lot of them around the area. I was primarily a hauler driver and also uh, dusted off the car. That's about the extent of what I did. <laughs> John, I have, you know, 
obviously, you know, we talked about Bill. He did a great job. I mean, an unbelievable job um, over all, all the years, um, you know, that he, that he was president of the fan club and involved in that, you know, very heavily. Mm-hmm. Is, cha- is change every once in a while such a bad thing? I don't think so. And I think that's what Bill, Bill said that. He says, you know, he announced, if you recall, at the banquet, he says, John's going to do some th- things different. going to do some things the same. He says, and there's nothing really wrong with change. And uh, as you were fortunate enough to sit in on the board meeting on the, after our racers reunion down in Toledo, you, you could see the energy of the new people. Because quite frankly, we have a lot of new people on the board. Uh, for uh, all kinds of reasons, you know, moving out of state, uh, Bill Waller being, uh, had been on the board for over 30 years and decided it was time for him to take off. <laughs> what, what a gentleman he is. But we've got this new group of people. We, my job is to head them in the right direction. And uh, I've done that by talking to a lot of people. You saw us last night at the meeting. I actually asked some questions of the, of the bigger meeting at the Rachel's reunion. And got some real good feedback about what we do well. And that's what we're going to do. We're going to focus on what we do well and, and put in a few additional things. So, And sometimes, you know, sometimes it, what, what I was thinking, you know, you know, even even things change. Um, you know, everything around us has changed. You know, I think there was, you know, back, uh, you know, when, when Bill first got involved, I don't even know if there was Internet back then, but uh you know, there, there sure are, there sure are ways that you can expand, you know, new ways these days um, with all the technology that we have that you can use to your advantage to grow the fan club. Yeah, we had a nice conversation, you and I, down in Toledo about that, how we can better use it. I'm looking forward to having further discussions with you so we can get out news to everybody. R- Rich, are you going to be leading the social media campaign for uh, Michigan Auto Racing Fan Club? Because if so, I'm a little nervous. <laughs> no, no, no. With it, it, we're going to, Rand Thompson and I are going to work on the communication side of it and, and come up with some ideas, um, you know, to kind of be creative and, and get the word out to the fan club and increase the membership. So um, you have to have more ways than just setting up a table to racetrack. Uh, that's not, you know, my opinion. That's, you know, that's the way it's been done, but, uh, you know, we can add to that. We can make it better. Well, so, so, and John, I think it's always important for us to talk about, and we tried to do this with Bill, what are the benefits of being a fan club member? Because when people ask, you know, they ask, okay, yeah, be a member of the fan club. You know, we would love to be, have you be a member of the fan club. Why? Uh, I think that's the big question, right? What, what is the benefit? Well, I know what they're going to hear. What's in, what's in it for me, but I'm going to say, right. what's in it for me. might be a little different than what this. What's in it for me is, as a fan, if you help us, as a fan, support grassroots racing within the state of Michigan so that these tracks can continue to exist, we can continue to get fans there, and you have a place to go on Friday, Saturday night, or Sunday, or for a midweek special. But what really snaps their socks, as I say, is this year we have 18 fan club nights around the state. And for those who don't know what that is, that if you are a member of the Michigan Auto Racing Fan Club, you can go to any one of these designated tracks on that designated night and get in absolutely free for yourself. And if you're a married couple you or you're a couple, let's put it that way, you can get in free. And, and if you're a couple and or even not, and you have children up to the age of 15, 
they get in with you too if you have the uh, family membership. So uh, then you're eligible for, you get the newsletter uh, that comes out every month. We have a webpage that keeps you up to date on things that are going. We're going to we'll work on that a little bit to get it more up to date, but the newsletter and our Facebook page at yesterday morning, we had 238 followers, 2,038 followers on that. So that's a, and we try to keep that as current as possible with what's going on. So you ask what's in it for you, you get a lot of information. You get a lot of bennies if you decide you want to drive around and check out new tracks and see what they're like and maybe want to come back to them again. So, uh, and we have our annual banquet for the champions. So if, if you're a driver champion and you, uh, and you, you, if you're a champion at a track, you get into our banquet for free and we have prizes and all kinds of good food and everything else for you. And I'm rattling on, but I'm going to do it. So you ask what's new. We've, uh, thanks to Owasso Speedway, we're going to try something new at our, uh, at our first, triple header weekend of fan club nights. We want to have one at Friday night at Corrigan Oil, uh, Tuesday or Saturday night at Owasso, and Sunday at uh, Flat Rock. And at Owasso, they've, they've asked if we wanted to put up one of our membership tables in the pits. They thought it would be a good idea, so we're going to do that. And we're going to have a special prize for anybody that signs up. We'll get into a drawing and get something this, uh, let's call it a gift certificate or something really nice. So, that, but you, Rich, you saw we have a lot of things we're going to be playing. They're going to be coming out in the year. I think everybody's going to be really excited about the Michigan Auto Racing Fan Club. And, and they can get a hold of us through our website. They can sign up on our website. One of the best deals in auto racing. And uh, they can always send a question to president at marfax.org. And I'll, I'll answer that usually within 24 hours. Yeah, John, and I'm, and I'm going to go ahead and, because I'm part of the board now, I'm, I'm going to get into the Oh, the here we go. He's already going to throw it around a little bit. Yep, yeah, yeah, <laughs> a little bit of the detail. So if you're single, membership's $15. If you have a family, it's thir- it's $20, right? So uh-huh. now – for now that twenty dollars is for a year. So you do the math and figure out how much it would cost for you to go to eighteen racetracks if you wanted to if you wanted to go ten racetracks, what would it cost you to go visit uh and check out some racing in Michigan if you're a pure racing fan? I know I go to pavement and dirt tracks throughout the season. So and I'm and I'm sure a lot of other people do too. So and if you can get into those on their given nights when the fan club is there and it's fan club night. You get in for free. That's why it's the best deal in auto racing, Zach. Boom. I love it. John, uh, I love the fact, too, that uh, we see uh, – oh, What's that? May I run, throw in one more thing with, without running over oh, here? F- oh, f- of course. Of course. One thing we started about four years ago was the junior uh, fan club. It, it has surpassed every – idea that we thought would happen with it um anybody that drives a mini wedge a quarter midget or a go-kart at a track in the state of michigan that can become a member of the um of the junior uh fan club and it's absolutely free for them and they get an email newsletter like everybody else gets they get a sticker for their mini wedge or uh, or a 
uh, go-kart and uh, they're eligible to come to the banquet too. And I think both of you know how many of the young racers we had at the, at the uh, banquet last year getting awards. And man, how much they enjoyed it too. I mean, just the, the, the pure joy on their face to be recognized in front of, you know, so many other people that they look up to and that they are trying to impress on a weekly basis. I think that's the greatest part. And they're trying to help, and we're trying to help keep them in racing for the next generation so that everybody else has racers to go watch race to the track, and that's already happening. So, hey, thanks, guys, for uh, talking to me tonight. This, is, this has been wonderful. Yeah, we're not done quite yet. I have a, um, John, give me an idea. How many members do we have currently at Ballpark, do you think? Um, you know, you can count them in a lot of different ways, uh, you know, couples and all this. The number is somewhere uh, north of 750, and it. it but we. But this is re, uh, right now when everybody realizes the season's starting, we're getting in three to five, even more uh, membership requests every year. We usually we usually get closer to by uh, the first of June, close to nine, a thousand members. So that's pretty. That's pretty good membership. Yeah. Man. Yeah. So what? So what's? So what? See what Zach and I are going to do now. We are calling out all our Horsepower Happenings listeners there and race go. fans. Okay, 1,500 this year. That's where we want to be. If you're listening to this program, you get a hold of uh, Michigan Auto Racing Fan Club, get your membership. We're going to get the membership up in 2022 to 1,500. We're going to do our best. See, isn't that yep. how it is, John? Isn't that how it is, John? The new members on the board always come in uh, trying to, you know, make their mark uh, right off the bat. That way that they're not overlooked. Rich is, Rich is on it, man. Well, I love it because we've got some other people. My biggest problem right now is I got people that I've got to keep reined in a little bit because they want to go so fast, and we've got to all all move along together. What a what a wonderful uh, problem to have. So, well, John, uh, we are we are th- fifteen hundred and twenty-two. Yeah. <laughs> There you go. There you go. John, right. man, we're, we're, we're glad to have, first of all, been introduced to you as the new Michigan Auto Racing, officially, new Auto, Michigan Auto Racing Fan Club president, uh, John Jackson, and uh, we do appreciate what you're doing and looking forward to getting the season underway with some Michigan Auto Racing Fan Club nights. Yeah, I look forward to seeing you again, uh, Rich, and Zach, you too. I hope we run into each other before too long. Sounds good. That's John Jackson, the new president of Michigan's Auto Racing Fan Club. For our second uh, interview tonight, for our second part of the show, post-intermission, it's our pleasure now to bring in one of the drivers who was successful over the weekend. And, you know, we're going to talk a little bit more about this. Numbers don't make the show, Rich France. The numbers were small, but this is one of the great races that I've seen so far in this early season. Let us know who we're talking to. Yeah, uh, the Arcaceri Super Series opened up their 2022 season this weekend down at Anderson. And... uh, this one, this gentleman did a little bit better than he did at Winchester back in October. Uh, he parked it in Victory Lane, uh, makes his home in Indianapolis, Indiana. Eddie Van Meter, welcome to Horsepower Happenings. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Man, tell me about, I, let's go back to October. We, we talked on the front straightaway at Winchester, and um, we had a conversation, and you said, we're a small team, we're not as big as some of these guys, and this is a win for us. Well, this, this kind of kind of steps it up, huh? Opening the season with a victory down at Anderson. Yeah. Um, Winchester has always been one of my favorite places to go. And uh, as for Anderson, uh, being from Indianapolis here, they're right up the road and uh, get to run there as much as we can. I uh, wish we ran there more, but, uh, you know, a couple times a year is all they give us and, and uh, we'll take it. 
Now, I want to go and talk, break this race down a little bit at Anderson. Um, you know, low pre-entry list. Uh, I think, you know, everybody is well aware that uh, there's some, some struggles going on right now in the Super Series division. But, um, you know what? 13 cars took the green flag. Eight were competitive. Uh, you know, had a couple drop out early. And the thing that I thought was interesting about this race is we had pockets of two cars battling around the entire racetrack. First and second were battling, third and fourth were battling, fifth and sixth were battling, and seventh and eighth were battling the entire race. And for a majority of your race, you were knotted up with Cody Coughlin in what was a battle for third, and we're going to get to where that changes. Uh, but I just want to—I want you to speak on uh, you know the quality of Sunday's afternoon race, uh, even with such a small car count. It was really a lot of fun to watch from up where I was, uh, how was it for you as a driver? Well, it, when you win, it's always a great time. Yeah, um, that's right. So, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we had a good race car all day. Um, and uh, we didn't run a lot of laps because we knew, you know, hey, we're at Anderson Speedway. Anything can happen. Let's not wear it out. Um, so, you know, we just ran, a, you know, five or six laps in the first session and, you know, maybe 10 in the second, and that was it. Uh, we qualified second quick, uh, which for me is, is great because I am a horrible qualifier. So um, so for us to be, you know, in the top three was, you know, pretty good. Um, you know, and the uh, invert was a six, so rode off fifth there, and uh, me and uh, Hunter Jack kind of just followed each other up to the front. And uh, <clears throat> once we got up there, I think we was probably as good as they were for a short time. Mm-hmm. Um, then I realized on a restart that uh, Hunter Jack and uh, uh, Dalton was pretty aggressive. So I thought, oh, I'm just going to ease back. Well, d- in doing that, you know, I let the one catch up to me, and then I just never could get away from him. Man. You know, if you keep you know, it keeps me sideways. It's hard to get back up there. But. Yeah. Yeah. And that was one of the intriguing parts about that battle is, is that became the space between you two and the lead two. And man, Cody was wearing you out, but not, and this was the part that I thought was, was interesting is, uh, you, you know, he was wearing you out in a way that was respectful, if that makes sense. I mean, he would he would let you know he was there. He'd give you the, as I said in the uh, in the broadcast, he gave you the neighborhood watch committee door knock, but he let you gather it back up every time. Yeah, absolutely, and I got the most respect for Cody. Uh, he's a great racer, and his uh, entire family, you know, they do a lot for racing, and uh, you know, just always have a lot of respect for him and. And that he did what he had to do, you know, he, you know, was knocking, let me know he was there. And, uh, you know, every time he'd get me out of shape, he would let me, you know, collect it back up. You take, know. take me inside uh, the helmet a little bit with that too, Eddie. I want to, I want to talk to you about that. When you know, okay, this guy might be a touch faster than me here. I'm going to get a shot, but I also know he's going to let me gather it back up. I thought that was in, I want to talk about that. And then I also thought it was interesting at one point in the race, you actually changed your line in three and four, kind of gave him a little window there that he was never able to use. That was intriguing too. Yeah. And that was uh thanks to uh, Butch Van Dorn, the spotter. Um, you know, he told me to enter a little higher and I could drive off from center, uh, turn down and drive off from center off and, and gain on him a little bit and not give him the opportunity to get there. Um, the biggest problem for me is hitting the same line two laps in a row. <laughs> hmm. 
Now, now, Eddie, Eddie, we've talked to we've talked to Glenn Luckett about this. You know, when, when you and I had talked about the small teams versus the big teams, um, but when you go to a small track like this, it really does level the pe- playing field, doesn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, it's tough for us to go down and and run down south at the Snowball or the you know Rattler and places like that where you know them guys there's just unlimited funds. Um, you know, we're we're very blessed and we can do a lot of things that a lot of people can't do, but um some things we can't so um yeah when we come up here and run on the you know anderson and you know i say uh you know winchester obviously it's not a short track but it's a place that you know it takes a little different uh finesse um and once you figure that out then you run pretty good there so David against Goliath. You got a couple of big teams in front of you. You got one big team, really big team, breathing down your neck. Uh, you know, at this point, I think everybody can can recognize that with 15 laps to go, you need a break if you're going to have a chance to win this thing. Had you pretty much uh, – well, and I ask this question to race car drivers a lot, and having been one, I know better than to ask this, but had you pretty well settled for third at that point in the race, or did you know this is Anderson Speedway, anything can happen? Yeah, um, I knew it was Anderson. Uh, I knew them guys, you know, were pretty racy up there. Um, and I I didn't know that was going to happen, but I was looking for another caution. Um, <laughs> Give me <you> one know, <laughs> more. <laughs> one more, you know, then we can get up on the wheel a little bit and see if we can make something happen. So you get the um, caution and it happens to be the leaders. And, uh, you know, just to kind of break that down, because it's been a little bit of a discussion uh, this week already on, on social media, right? Uh, you know, the five goes around, contact from the 41 caused the five to spin. Both cars go to the tail of the field, and now your battle for third just became a battle for a Super Series win. What changes for you and your crew? Well, then, uh, you know, obviously with just a handful of laps, uh, you know, and, and Butch was on me, you know, now we got to stay up on the wheel. You know, we got to try to hit the marks, you know, every single lap, you know. Uh, run basically run 15 qualifying laps <laughs> yeah okay um, and remember qualifying <laughs> not your strong suit <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah that's what uh, he told me to give him 15 qualifying laps and i told him you really don't want that so, <laughs> <laughs> um but like i say cody was great um you know he did put some pressure on us and you know i knew um i knew i was probably okay on the start uh as far as beating him there um you know and then i was hoping he'd get a little more pressure from third yeah. to kind of give me a break but <laughs> yeah and, and, uh, well, i think it, he did there once or twice but uh not very not very much yeah but. albert francis did get up there and it was a little three-car battle there for the for the win <laughs> and and again just continuing to drive home that point uh you know coughlin had you sideways out of two and and pretty much dead to rights any other you know pair of race car drivers out there i gotta tell you i was really surprised that he rolled completely out of the throttle and gave you all the room you needed yeah um and like i say i, I you know uh thank him for that because he was he did have me crossed up and and at that point it was probably his lane um you know but there again we're going for the going for the win here um i can't just move over and let him have that's it. right so, <laughs> uh, um but he definitely probably could have stayed in it and 
you know, uh, I don't feel I would have spun, but he probably would have, you know, got up there far enough to where, you know, I, I couldn't have beat him. Um, you know, and I've I ran Anderson quite a bit, so uh, I feel like I'm one of the better guys on the outside. Um, so, you know, maybe we could have held him off, you know, kept him pinched down. And uh, I, he got up beside me once there uh, earlier in the race, and uh, we was able to hold him off. So, um, you know, hopefully we could have done that again, you know. Um, but there again, you know, if he got that far, he's going for the win. So he may have used, you know, eight tires turn better than four. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Eddie, I have to ask you this. You know, my I was first – the first time I was – introduced to the Van Meter name was several years ago. Uh, I went down to the Indianapolis Speedrome for the three-hour race, uh, figure eight, three-hour. And um, boy, th- nobody can c- confuse that race or those race cars with what you're doing in, in CRA. Um, do you really, do you like doing both of those just as much? I always want to ask you what you like better because boy, it sure, it sure seems like you have a whole lot of fun in that figure eight car. Yeah, the uh, the figure eight deal it it is a blast. Um, you know that you you never ever get a break. Um, you know you got stuff going on everywhere. You got guys coming at you. Um, you know, so the adrenaline is it, it is out of this world. For three um, hours. <laughs> for three hours. Jeez. Yeah, <laughs> um, you know, we've been fortunate enough to win that three hours. So. Um, you know, and the, uh, the, the figure eight is great. And I, you know, it's close to home. Um, you know, we got a lot of sponsorship here locally to do that deal, um, which makes it easier there again. So, um, you know, we're probably, that will always probably be my, uh, biggest part of my heart. Uh, but the, uh, the late model racing, I enjoy also. Um, we did last year, I bought a couple of dirt late models, as you're familiar with. Um, and so we've been doing a little bit of dirt racing uh, here at Circle City and Brownstown. Um, so that's, you know, I feel like that's taught me quite a bit uh, over the last year. Talk, talk to me about that. Where does that decision come from? <clears throat> well, they, uh, I helped them put in a track over here, uh, Marion County Fairgrounds, uh, so I thought, man, that's that's 15 minutes from the house. I got to try it. That's right. So I uh, went up and uh, bought a, a dirt late model from Chad Finley and, uh, you know, just started doing it. And, man, I, I loved it. It's great. Um, we get to, you know, run into each other and you get out and you <laughs> high five and you know, everybody tells you how great that was. So And uh, <clears throat> I think the the best thing for me is that, I've never ran dirt before, so really, you know, um, not until we bought this thing. Um, so to to go out and run and be competitive is great, but you know, if I finish tenth, it's okay because I I'm not supposed to win. So you know, there's no pressure. I, I guess I should say. Right. You know, Eddie. A couple of years ago, we were talking to Stephen Nassie, and he was starting to get in uh, turning laps in a dirt late model. And I have not, it's, it was so tough for him. I think he probably gave it up because obviously he is much better on pavement. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, they got a, a pretty good pavement team going. So, um, you know, 
I think that the uh, he he actually he got in a figure eight car one time too down at Showtime, and uh, drove it around there. And he said, "Man, I loved it. It was great, but there's no way I'm going to race that thing." <laughs> <laughs> I want to go back. So, well, oh, go ahead, Rich. Go ahead. No, I was just gonna. I was I was just gonna ask. You know, you you got all these race cars. Um, what kind of how busy of a schedule are you can have? Are you guys gonna have in in twenty twenty two? Obviously, with the climate, the big thing is tires. You got to put tires on all these race cars, right? Um, yeah. Is that going to be a problem yeah. for you guys this year? Well, uh, now with the figure eight deal, they're telling us we're only allowed two tires a week, which, <clears throat> you know, on an oval car, that's great. But a figure eight car, you can't do that. You know, it's either going to make you too tight or too loose, depending on where you put the tires. Sure. So, um, I don't know what we're going to do with that deal as far as how many races we're going to run until they get that tire situation figured out. Um, but like the dirt cars, you know, we can still go run them and we, they have tires. Uh, you, you can't buy a bunch of them, which I, I think that's even with the asphalt racing, that's helped the smaller teams because, you know, that we go to track and, you know, I'd see guys rolling out three or four practice sets, you know, and that's, yeah. that's tough for me to do. So now that everybody's limited, you get one practice set, one race set, it, it kind of evens the playing field. I want to go back to the, uh, the figure eight racing and the speed roam. Uh, you know, we, we've also talked with, uh, Jack Dossie, the third, uh, you know, back a couple of years ago. And, and obviously the Dossie name is, was, was, you know, meddling in the figure eight racing as well. Uh, this three hour race, I mean, put it in perspective for, for us circle trackers, or at least for me, anyhow, uh, I know rich, obviously you have figure eight at flat rock and, and you have watched figure eight racing other places, but put this three hour race into perspective for me. How, how important was it for you to get that win? Well, it's, it was very important. Um, just because we came so close, you know, kind of like the Winchester 400. We've been so close so many times, but just didn't get it done. Um, and so to be able to do that, you know, and, and to do it in the fashion that we did that year, um, I think we was one lap short of breaking the lap record. Really? Uh, so we had, we had a pretty dominant race, uh, <clears throat> in which we've, we've always been pretty good there, uh, just, you know, it takes a lot of luck. You, you go through the crossover over a thousand times. Wow. So, you know, that's, that's a thousand chances of you getting hit. Uh, talk to me about that too, because you know, these, these race cars, again, folks look them up online when you're not doing something. They're beautiful race cars. I mean, they're not, you know, if somebody says, let's go to the figure eight race, you're not going to school bus figure eights when you go to watch these things. And, but the, the meeting in the center X is a real possibility. Yeah, and everybody's lights green. Um, so, but these cars, you know, they're <clears throat> they're fifty, sixty thousand dollar figure eight cars. Wow. Um, you know, they're all tubular chassis. You know, my I have an all aluminum motor. Um, you know, there's the rules are you got to run a certain tire and you got to weigh uh, twenty four hundred pounds. So, other than that, there's no rules. Other than that, let her eat. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> let her eat. Yeah. Um, you know, so we, we get pretty creative with them. You know, they run the same shocks we run on the late models. We run same transmission rear end. You know, it's, it's just a, a, a center seat 
late model. Uh, you know, basically the same car. We just sit in the center and we turn left and right. So. And, and I, you know, Eddie, I got to tell you, um, it, it's got to be pretty cool, you know, to, putting yourself in victory lane because when my trip's down there, it's probably pretty good when anybody not named Tunney can win it down there, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, if you go to a figure eight race, you're going to have to beat them Tunnies. Um, I think there's like 75 of them that race. and uh you know they're always going to be up front so um you know anytime you go that's that's the ones you got to beat centonis yeah there's a lot of lineage down there i I noticed um at 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 the speed drone you know um fathers and sons and cousins i mean they go back two or three generations that have that have run in that figure eight event yeah absolutely yep um and the Tunnies are one of them, you know, Garrigus, they've, they've got several generations out there now. Um, you know, I've, <clears throat> I've been fortunate enough to keep my son, Billy, away from there. Um, and just because it's, you know, it's a contact sport. And as we know, when we're beating on each other, tempers flare. <laughs> so, um, you know, it's all, not always uh, – you get to walk out of there. Sometimes you gotta you gotta fight your way out. <laughs> Be escorted out. <laughs> <laughs> and sometimes you're escorted out. <laughs> or or the other way or the other way, Eddie, and I don't remember this, uh down at I think it was showtime a couple years ago, uh Dennis Wisman took a heck of a shot and ended up in the hospital. <clears throat> and and that's what you're talking when you say everybody's when it's green for everybody, um, you know, they were coming through the intersection and and nobody lifted and Dennis got the bad end of the deal. Yeah, that, that was, I remember that. And that was a, that was a hard hit. Um, you know, and, and like I say, everybody's lights green. Um, there's no rules, you know, back in the old days when the, uh, there, you know, there was a lot more respect than there is today in it. Um, what do you mean by that? What what, what do you mean by that? Break that down. What's missing in today's figure racing? Well, um, the guys anymore, they're, they're not giving the leader a break. Um, you know, they could be several laps down and, and their lights green, you know, (laughs) and they're going, but, you know, unfortunately I, I remember when I was that guy, um, I think my first year running the figure eights, I think we had to clip the thing like eight times, (laughs) (laughs) you know, so I mean, they're, they're, you know, that goes both ways, you know, with doing that, they realized that, man, that guy, he, he's not all the way there. He's not stopping, <laughs> you know, and I guess you got to kind of get that, um, oh, mentality, uh, that, you know, this guy's not stopping or that one is, and you gotta, you gotta learn, but, you know, if you got a guy that stopped at the crossover, it is very hard for us to see around that guy. And that's usually when most directs happen. If, if there's a car stopped sitting there, um, because we can't, we can't see around him. And there again, we can't stop because the next guy's not going to. But you talk, you know, you talk, Eddie, you talk about, you know, you're gotta be about half crazy. All you guys are about half crazy for doing that anyway, aren't you? Because there is, 
yet you have to have, you have to be missing something to want to do what you guys do for three hours. Uh, when you could just go run a hundred lap feature in a circle somewhere else with a whole lot less stress, right? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, I can't sit at the fence and watch a figure eight race because that's why I think, man, them guys are nuts. What are they doing? <laughs> but, uh, you know, to be in it, it, you know, there's a lot of times, you know, uh, it's not as close as it looks, uh, for the fans. Um, you know, but you also, you know, who you can race with and, and who you can't. And then, you know, like the three hour, it's way different because we got guys that come from everybody, everywhere, uh, all over the United States to come and race and, and we don't race with them. So, yeah. so we don't know. And so that's, that's when it gets, uh, really sketchy through the crossover. Um, cause most of them guys are, they got a little heavier cars than we got and, uh, they're the same way. They're not used to stopping either. So, um, they come over here and they, they don't stop. So. You, you really have to watch them. They've gotten a lot better over the past several years. Uh, they're getting pretty good cars. Uh, the uh, 74 car from out west there, he's he's really good anymore. Uh, Gunnerman, there's several of them that's, that come over here now, and, and they're contenders. I want to talk uh, circle track again, uh, you know, for for those who follow and, and who are watching the race on Sunday. Uh, obviously, there's you, Eddie Van Meter. Then there's the other side of things, uh, Billy Van Meter. Talk to me about that. And, and also, I want to hear your take on what it's like to race with some family on the racetrack. I know when my dad and I had a chance to do it, we had a lot of fun. We weren't fast, but we had a lot of fun <laughs> being on the same racetrack with, with each other. What's it like racing with family for you? <clears throat> yeah, it's... You know, I love it. Uh, there's nothing I love more than watching Billy race. Um, you know, when we race together, you know, I enjoy it and it's a lot of fun. But one one problem I have is I'm worried about what he's doing, you know, or where he's at or, you know, who spun him out or, you know. <laughs> uh, so, so, so what's going on, you know. So um, we ran quite a bit together there here a few years back in the Sportsman Series. Um you know, we had some pretty good battles between each other. Um, and, uh, but I love it. And, uh, I always tell him, you know, he's, he loves the race and he can get up on the wheel. Um, but he, he doesn't like to come to the shop and help much. Um, if I could get him to come and work on the cars, we'd race eight days a week. Hey, there you go. (laughs) (laughs) Eddie Van Meter, uh, you know, you you pick up the win on Sunday, and I think obviously the last question for tonight is, now what, right? You you win the Arca CRA Super Series points (laughs) opener. Uh, I I know that you don't really race for points necessarily, but an abbreviated schedule, I say abbreviated, kind of a reduced schedule a little bit this year for the Super Series, more big shows, less filler shows. Uh, I mean, are you eyeballing that schedule now? Well, um, you know, we do have to look at it a little different. Um, you know, especially their next race is Salem, which is uh, 45 minutes from me. So, And, and this um, reminder too, right? And for those who didn't hear about it, right? Team Construction putting up uh, multiple $1,000 bonuses for perfect attendance as well. I mean, that in itself is, is a little intriguing for somebody like you, uh-huh. isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, you know, I did call Glenn Luggett today and I put me and Billy both on the entry list for Salem. Um, so we'll go there. And, uh, if we run good there, then, then we're we'll look at Nashville. Um, you know, 
if we don't, then, you know, we'll probably see where we're going to race next. Well, uh, Eddie, man, it's been a pleasure to chat with you and get to know you a little bit better. Uh, and I do want to say, too, by the way, huge congratulations and what a great show you put on on Sunday, man. That race was a lot of fun for me to call and a lot of fun to watch, too. Nice job. Thank you. Yep. And uh, appreciate you guys coming down and, and calling the race. And I appreciate you calling and putting me on the radio. Eddie Van Meter, he, uh, he's got a decision now to make. You'll see him at Salem in a couple of weeks after winning at Anderson on Sunday. Eddie, thanks so much, man. Have a nice night. Thank you. You too. Well, our thanks to uh, Eddie Van Meter. What I mean, I I'm going to be honest. I, I I really didn't know hardly anything about Eddie aside from my homework, getting ready for the race at Anderson. Uh, what a fun story that he's got. And and man, that three hour race at the Speedrome. Holy smokes! <laughs> I got to get down there and check that out. Yeah, I, I that's where that's where I was first. Um, you know, introduced to the Van Meter name was down there at the Indianapolis Speedrome. So um, it wasn't with champion racing association it was down there i was actually surprised when i eddie van meters in an oval track car yeah. what's wrong with him you know uh, but you know they've they've been doing this stuff for quite a while uh, and they love both types of racing and they're man he's very good at both yeah uh, obviously he proved that so uh man it i i know he can't drive a cra car like he does that figure eight car because you have to tighten that helmet up an extra <laughs> notch i think in that figure eight car but uh no i mean he, he loves both and uh he does both of them very well and you know congratulations to eddie thanks for coming on uh great to see him put it in victory lane and also want to say thanks to the uh, folks with the michigan auto racing fan club that also now includes you rich france uh for uh john and and john coming on and talking about everything going on with the uh, auto racing fan club and i know you guys are excited to have your first fan club night coming up soon yeah, um, it, it, they're going to be put, we're putting out the, putting out the schedule, but we we are going to be at the Flat Rock Speedway on May fourteenth, um, their second night. Uh, so every, every you know they'll have a table set up, and and you can get all the fan club information there. You know, they asked me, they said, well, what events can you go? You know, how much time do you have available this summer? And I was not until I talked to Zach about this. <laughs> because Zach would like to hear the answer to that. That's one. right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, let me know what you guys find out. And uh, then. <laughs> but yeah, it's going to be a, it's it, it's definitely going to be a busy summer. But, um, you know, we're going to find a way to to maybe we're going to introduce uh, Michigan Auto Racing Fan Club to some Zoom meetings or, or yeah. Google Meets meetings. Um you know how, how we've done things zach and, and uh, it seems to work out pretty well for our meetings that we have on a weekly basis so um maybe we'll do that and that'll save people some time and there travel. you go so. all right let's talk about the upcoming calendar we mentioned it earlier in the show winston speedway uh if you're the praying type it is holy week so maybe maybe you can convince the big man upstairs to uh, adjust the thermostat a little bit Start or, tonight. Start tonight. You're going to need five days worth of that praying if you're going to make it. Or or maybe you should just plan on being home for Easter uh, because <laughs> uh, they're going to need some help at Winston if they're going to get it in this weekend, Rich. The Player Hater Wild West shootout rescheduled for the third time. Uh, we're going to try. We're going to try. That's all there is to it. We're going to try. I'm not jinxing them. Move on to the next one. We're gonna let that go. We're gonna let. We're gonna let that one lie where it's at. Okay, I'll let you jinx our friends to the south who also haven't got a race in yet this year. <laughs> That's true, Zach. Uh, Attica Raceway Park uh, hasn't. They, they've tried a few times, and this week they're gonna try to get what they couldn't get done last week. All Star Circuit of Champions. They always put on a great show uh, at Attica Raceway Park. Six grand to win Friday and Saturday. So they're there all weekend long. 
Uh, UMP Late Models will be there with them on Friday. That'll be a great show. 305 Sprints joining the All-Stars on Saturday night. Looking forward to that. And then uh, just a couple of weekends away is the start of the brand new season for the Great Lakes Super Sprints at I-96 Speedway. It's a doubleheader weekend. They'll go from I-96 on Friday to Crystal on Saturday. That, of course, is uh, the weekend of my wife's birthday, so add me to your prayers. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was just going to say this is going to be a rare season where – Zach and I will actually get to see some of That's each right. other That's right. throughout the race season because, um, you know, there's going to be many, I think probably at least half the events I think we've, we've got figured out on the calendar, maybe a little bit more, mm-hmm. um, if I can uh, con Scott Schultz into it, uh, <laughs> that, we'll be wor- that, that we'll be working uh, with, with the Great Lakes Super Sprints together, which I'm looking forward to this year, Zach. Yeah, it's going to be fun. And, uh, again, that coming up, more details on that available Great Lakes uh, Great Lakes Sprints com for more information there and then i do want to just give you a tease salem speedway we went there last year to kick off uh our pavement season i believe last year for for the uh, salem race with jags and arca cra super series i mean what a race the jags race was uh they're going to be back at it again coming up a week from sunday a week from easter uh we'll be at salem speedway for uh the again arca cra super series paired alongside the jags cra all-stars tour and of course the Van Hoy Oil CRA Street Stocks will be there as well. It's going to be a great show. And not that it makes a whole lot of difference around here, but you're going to get your frequent driving miles in again this weekend (laughs) because you're going to head back down to Nashville. Yeah, I'm telling you what, this is a fun event. If you're looking for something to to catch uh, online, uh, this is going to be a lot of fun. It's the it's the U.S. Nationals with with Inex and and uh, you know the the Bandoleros and the Legends cars. They have the Soul Show on Friday. That's it's going to be massive. There's so many of those cars that show up. They're going to do a whole program on Friday, and then on Saturday, uh, we'll have the Premier Divisions uh, for the uh, Nashville Spring Nationals for the Bandoleros and Legends paired alongside Pro Late Models and the first race of the season for the super trucks which is going to be nice so looking forward to it good weekend uh i will anybody i have to tell anybody if they ever get a chance you have to get down there and see the pro late models run at Nashville. oh man what a show do they put on yeah and you and it you would think that when you put 36 cars on that racetrack odds are you're gonna say oh this is gonna be a wreck fest they're all together they're you know they're pro late models like a crate motors yeah they put on a heck of a show and they raced down there. I think we had two cautions last week and yep. we had 36 cars on the track. So 118 <laughs> laps. 118 laps. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Unbelievable. So uh, it's going to be a lot of fun this weekend. Looking forward to it. Hope to see you along the way. And uh, again, do want to say thanks to Eddie Van Meter. Thanks to John Jackson. Uh, on behalf of Scott Menlin, who pays the bills, my co host, Rich France, I'm Zach Heiser. Thanking you so much for tuning in to another episode of Horsepower Happenings. You've been listening to Horsepower Happenings. Catch up on past episodes by logging on to horsepowerhappenings.com. And be sure to tune in next week to keep up on what's happening.